Ladies and gentlemen, it's Jess Mott Podcast, everybody. Thank you all. And again, wherever you are, you could be driving at this moment in time. You could be running on a treadmill. You could be making some food for the kids. And actually, that couldn't be more relevant uh, to the guest that I am about to interview now. Uh, and I would say uh, the most well-known, the most famous, and certainly the leader in the industry. This is good food, essentially, and how to prepare good food for uh, children and toddlers. I can, of course, only be talking about one person. I'm very privileged to have. It's Annabelle Carmel, everybody. Come on. Come on. <laughs> Thank, thank you for coming on to the podcast. Thank you. I think I have the most difficult consumers of anyone. Actually, I would say that. Now, yeah. look, it, it's actually a good Why t- did I choose this? Well, I, <laughs> well, I was going to say that was going to be one of the first questions. If there's anybody left on the planet that isn't aware of uh, who you are, all I would say, look, if you've got any children yourself, any nieces, nephews, any toddlers, anybody around you uh, that you want to feed really good food too and like you said the fussiest eaters on the planet although i will say one thing i've just had a baby ivan obviously my lovely katie's had the baby um but little jj he's probably the least fussy eater on earth in fact we've got to try and stop it if he, he would just consume anything i think that was put in front of him but is that unusual well i think you're very lucky but they can lull you into this false sense of security and be very good eaters in the first year and then their rate of growth slows down and they become extremely fussy and difficult so i don't want to war- i no, mean I'm, come on. hopefully it won't happen to you but it can happen so where did so how did, <laughs> so, so how did this all start because uh, like presumably you did this wasn't something you set out at school. So, right, what do you no. want to be, Annabelle? Here's no. what I want to do. I was a musician. I played the harp and I sang. Couldn't have been more different. And I loved doing that. And then I got married and it took me a while to get pregnant, nearly two years. And then I got pregnant, gave birth to a lovely little girl called Natasha. I was over the moon having this child. It was like all my dreams, all my Christmases all rolled into one. And then one day when she was three months old, she didn't look right to me. She looked odd and I thought there was something wrong with her and after a lot of persuasion I took her to see a doctor he wasn't very keen that I should like bring her because it was in the evening and then he just gave me this lecture about how first-time mothers like worry about their children and she was fine anyway the next day after coming home and like thinking well I'd wasted his time she looked even worse I took her to see another doctor I was literally on the doorstep and he then examined her and said he had to go and see another patient left me for 10 minutes and he came back he said actually I didn't go and see another patient tried to get admitted to Great Ormond Street Hospital because something's seriously wrong with your child I think there's something wrong with her brain and he was right so I took her to St Mary's and the next day she was transferred to Great Ormond Street and then that evening she went into intensive care and she went on to a ventilator and then five days later they said they wanted a meeting and they told me that the thinking part of her brain had gone and what do we want to do and they took her off the ventilator put her in my arms and she lay there for four hours and she just didn't die and eventually she died and it was just it was like her it was unbelievable and you go home and then all her things are there and it's just like you wake up in the morning and you just think it's been a nightmare and it's not real and then everybody asks you how your lovely baby is when you go out and just tears would well up i can't even tell you how i felt it was just horrendous and all they wanted to do was like have another baby. So I took Clomid, which is a fertility drug. And four months later, I got pregnant with my son. But that was not the end of my story because I always had such bad luck with doctors. I told my doctor that I was in labor and he told me that it would be a long time and he was going to be at home. So I thought, okay, he must know. So I called him like half an hour, three quarters an hour later because my contraction is getting closer. Couldn't find him. Eventually found him in a restaurant. Again, he said like, no, it's like, a long time and then my waters broke I went upstairs and the baby's head came out I was literally at home there was no one there except my husband so I said I think I'm having the baby he said don't be stupid he comes upstairs and literally this head 
I didn't see it, but he told me later. It's, it's sticking out and it's blue and it's not breathing. So he thought the baby wasn't alive. Wow. So the, what we didn't know is you can't, the baby can't breathe till the rest of the body comes out. And because it was half inside me, yeah, of course, this, so he's like going like this to the face. <laughs> Poor thing. <laughs> what a shock. Eventually the body comes out and I'm still attached to the cord, but to the baby. And no one comes for two and a half hours, even though we call wow. 999. Oh my God. Then I get to the hospital and my mother comes and says, like, I've, you know, my daughter's here. She's had a baby. And the nurse on duty says, no, 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 no one's had a baby. Just this woman who's had a baby at home. And she comes into the room and I'm like covered in blood wearing my dress. My husband's covered in blood and the doctor's immaculate. What the hell's been going on? Of course, having my mother there, unfortunately, would have been worse than having her not there because she would have made a terrible fuss. <laughs> so anyway, the baby was all right. And that was the birth of Nicholas. And he was honestly, bless him, the world's worst eater. Thank goodness he was such a bad eater. Because had he been a good eater, wouldn't have had my career. I mean, it's hard to just skip past that first part of the story. But I can't imagine for one second, even hearing that story, how anybody... But like you said, you went straight back into it to have another yeah, child. But it's, of not, course, it's, really, it's all the hopes and dreams and all the things like you look forward to in the future have gone. And you're not a mother anymore. No, it's indescribable. It can only be indescribable. So it changed my life. So from that moment on, I couldn't really play music. Even though I had it like a really a really good career yeah. I just wanted to do something with children and, and make some sense of her life and that was the reason why I wrote my book oh, it was my legacy to Natasha oh, I never thought it would ever do well no. oh really no book on feeding so can I just say well. so that first book that you wrote was it just uh, 1991 what was that called was The, the Complete Baby and Toddler Meal Planner it's presumably still rocking and rolling now it's so it? popular still now okay, I mean, still, it's still one of the best selling books so Nicholas was a, a fussy eater very fussy. So, Wouldn't sleep either, by the way. Oh, really? No. Well, actually, little Shut JJ hasn't hell, slept forever. Really? <laughs> but uh, but I, I know that. But it was so difficult to write that first book because I thought, I went up and down the country interviewing all the experts on allergies, nutrition, pediatricians, everything. And they all said different things. Like, when can you introduce peanut butter or fish or meat? And... I was so confused. I thought, how am I ever going to write this book? So I remember that when I was at Great Ormond Street Hospital, they had the Institute of Child Health, which is like the research arm of Great Ormond Street, where they actually have scientists looking into nutrition. And I worked with them. So it was very much before its time. It was like, you've got to give red meat or a form of iron from six months. You should give peanut butter from six months because it helps desensitize your child. You should give the whole egg. And a lot of people were like, oh, no, 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 I won't give peanut butter for a year. And I'm just going to give the white of the egg or the yolk of the egg. And there was actually no reason why they were doing this. And now, of course, everyone's saying like when they stop people like having peanuts when they're pregnant and stop babies having peanut butter, the incidence of peanut allergy just went sky high. It's funny me and Kate just yeah. speaking about that because I said to Kate, because Kate has not been giving JJ nuts. And I said, no, it's the opposite. Yeah, you, you, you should, should be. Exactly well, not whole nuts, but no, yeah, no, 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 I understand. Yeah, 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 ground nuts and everything else. So maybe she should read more of your books. I think that's <laughs> what she's at. And talking to you, but, but you know, 40, is it 45 books? 45 books. It seems to be about the same subject, but presumably there's so many elements within that same subject. Yeah, I think just food, there's just so many things you can try. Like I'm... I'm very into waffles now. I bought this waffle maker and I found that you can put all these vegetables into waffles like grated carrots, potatoes, zucchini, a little bit of cheese, a little bit of flour, and then you make them into a waffle. Now, no child's going to refuse to eat a waffle. It's so no, easy. Yeah. I'm always finding something new and I get really excited about it. So and then my, my children have to eat it for the next three weeks. They're having waffles every night for dinner because they're doing every possible <laughs> conceivable type of waffle. Have you finished with the waffles yet, mummy? <laughs> so children up to what age do you make this food for? Because really, so you've got yeah. the, the baby and toddler. But actually... I mean, we've made some of your recipes for the toddlers, but they did adult food, aren't they? Just with yeah, smaller portions. Well, I mean, they're really nice. Yeah, no, but my latest book was called Real Food Kids Will Love, but it's a family cookbook. Nice. So it's like you eat the same meal for everybody and it's got like all sorts of things in it, like good for adults. 
So people ever talk to you about like breastfeeding versus not breastfeeding and and is there something to replace breast milk? Yeah, no, we talk, do we talk about breast milk? Obviously, breast milk is the best form of feeding your baby. But you also shouldn't feel like, oh, I'm a bad mother because I can't Absolutely, breastfeed. there's loads of people that can't. So because they like, feel, yeah. some people can't read without glasses and some people's breasts don't produce milk yeah, or they've got to go back to work. And I think, you know, your child isn't going to suffer. Like, you know, you're still going to have a really lovely, healthy child if you don't breastfeed. But there is this pressure on mothers, which I think is not good. So, you know, I've got, obviously I'd say breastfeed if you can. There's this, I, I'm just going to say new thing. I think everything's new because I've only just had a child. Yeah. Right? So everything seems new, but you're probably going to say it's been around forever. Uh, baby led weaning. Oh, yeah. But it seems a very natural thing because it was the first thing we kind of did with the little fella, little yeah. JJ. Because for me to, if I'm going to give him a banana, I'm just going to slice it up. It's not so good for juice though, is it? The baby led weaning thing. No, there's a mess if it, yeah. <laughs> I find JJ is nearly one, but he can't even make his own juice. What's wrong with the little fella? <laughs> I don't know. He can't make a juice. I mean, what a useless little fella he is, quite frankly. Now I'm only joking, clearly. But I mean, at this point, he can't make I don't know. I did a video with this girl and we were doing cooking and the thing she enjoyed the most was turning on the food processor, the switch. That's so funny. And her face went like, she going crazy. Don't think we should let JJ near a juicer. <laughs> I don't think, oh God, they, 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 everything, everything could go wrong if we let the little fella near there. But baby led weaning yeah. seems natural because we get an avocado and because the simple food, I love just simple Quite food as well. the avocado for the baby led weaning. But you, we just slice it up, yeah. we give it, and, and there doesn't he is. Doesn't he end up massaging into his hair? No, and do everything. you know what? He, he actually doesn't. does. And literally from the age of, I would say even seven months, probably just, yeah, probably six months, you give him the little spoon with the little dish thing, the little plastic thing, yeah. so obviously it doesn't. Does he get hop the spoon around. into his mouth? He just picks it up. That's very just good. Just does that. I mean, he's quite. But presumably that's not the. Not, he, they normally fling it. Everywhere. And don't tell me I've still got that to come because that's probably. No, just, no, no. He's obviously like very adept and dexterous, unlike my children, where it went literally everywhere on the floors, on the ceiling, and the only place it didn't go was in their mouth, basically. Oh right. Okay. No. But, no, no. No. But baby led weaning is good. It's good, but it, it depends on your child. See, your child. Is the perfect child for baby led weaning because obviously JJ has wonderful hand to walk. coordination. Yeah, one of mine was dyspraxic, so that didn't help. Everything went all over the place. Okay, and I I think it's okay to combine the purees and the finger food. Like it doesn't have to be one or the other. If you want it to, you can just do the finger food and let them feed themselves, or you can do some purees and let them have soft finger food. But I always give finger food to start with as well as the purees. It seems like there's a natural instinct of knowing what to feed your child, but there seems to be a lot of confusion out there, which means a lot of people, I mean, millions of people have turned to you, obviously, clearly for advice. Because there is so much Because confusion. there's so much confusion. Well, yeah, we, were saying in the, we were saying in the car over yeah. here that in the wild, of course, there isn't an Annabelle car. Well, there isn't a, there, isn't, there aren't cookbooks. No, in the wild, they don't everybody knows. Die, surprisingly. They don't, it's weird. And they, all, and they all know what to feed their children. But what, what do you think <laughs> that is? Is it because of the confusion, do you think? And also fear from a parent's point of view of, I just don't want to do anything wrong. Well, I mean, it starts with like what age you start weaning. Because, you well, know, we're start, told, yes. you know, there's this guideline of six months, but yet a lot of people lie to their helpers during have started at five months or four and a half months. I mean, physiologically, a baby can start feeding from 17 weeks, but not before 17 weeks. And in some ways, starting around five months with very simple foods so that you can then introduce iron-rich foods and essential fatty acids around six months is, is not a bad idea. Although the guideline says six months, but one of the reasons for it is because in underdeveloped countries, of course, breast milk is sterile and the best way of feeding your baby. And I do think that, you know, if you can breastfeed for the first six months exclusively, that is a good way to start feeding your baby. But from six months, a baby has to have solid food because breast milk or formula milk doesn't contain 
iron. And there's two critical nutrients that babies need, which a lot of people don't realize. And this yeah. is the biggest mistake about feeding babies is they give them fruit and vegetables. And actually, they're very low in calories. And babies have the tiniest of tummies. So they need what I call nutrient-dense food. And so they need iron because the iron they inherit from their mother has run out at six months. And they need essential fatty acids, which is a very important part of the brain formation. So red meat and things like salmon are very important. But if you go into the supermarket and you look at pouches with red meat, it's a very tiny amount of red meat. Or with salmon, there's practically no salmon pouches or any pouches with oily fish. And if there are, it's a very small amount. So actually, lots of babies aren't getting the right sort of nutrition. There are some, obviously, I mean, the raw food world or whatever, who obviously don't ever feed their babies uh, meat at all. Uh, yes, you but know, you don't have to feed meat else. as long as you have something that contains iron. Something that contains iron. It could iron, be lentils, yeah. okay. it could be green vegetables, but it's that. more difficult because then you have to have vitamin C. So iron from meat is very well absorbed. You probably, I'm sure you know. Yeah, this. sure. No, I didn't listen to that subject for 20 years. Yeah. Iron from a non-meat source is very difficult to absorb. Yeah, and that's why you need the vitamin so C. So you can eat loads of spinach and loads of lentils and still get no iron unless you have vitamin C at the same meal. Yeah. So you've got to have that combination. That's what I mean. The, your your children, you got Nicholas into this at first. So has he been your guinea pig all the way through? Yes. I mean, they've all been my guinea pigs. Yeah. I would say that when I when they were all living here, I had three children, but I fed about 16 children for every meal because oh, they all knew when there was food at home. Because I'm always experimenting in my kitchen, as you see, it's huge. And so they all come back, even though like two of them have left home now, they all come back for meal times, which is so nice. I think the way to keep your children around you is to make good food. Yeah, that's a good idea. Do you still... We're all obsessed. We're all obsessed with food. Everyone's the obsessed whole with family. food. The whole family. Oh, my whole... God. We think about food the whole time. Listen, in the UK, they're obsessed with food. I mean, it's a very strange stat as well. We buy more cookery books than any other... Twice as many cookery books than any other uh, How country many in Europe. Use? Actually, well, this my is the books point, but are we also covered buy... in food because people do actually use But them. that's the difference because we yeah. buy twice as many takeaways as well. And what we what, what, was, what was found out was, was that actually the average recipe intake from any cookbook was yeah. four recipes. But I'm imagining when it comes to your recipes, it's way yeah. more because yeah, people are... It's, it's used every single day. And they're beautifully laid out. Those, those that are listening now, if you've never discovered Annabelle, just go on like her apps. In fact, actually talking of apps, um, we have this thing with, with the app battle in the app charts healthy in the food rivalry. and drink a very he healthy rivalry um i've got some apps obviously and annabelle's got an app i've only got one is it number one <laughs> all the time yeah but it's easier to get number one i would say then if there's only one it's not it's not diluted it's not <laughs> diluted true, is yeah. what i would say so if you just put all yours together so number one, you'd to be number to, one then yeah. I would be, but um but it's number one for and it's been number one for, for for a long 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 time and your books continue to be after all these years bestsellers is your enthusiasm for this subject still the same as it was yeah actually it's i'm so obsessed with it i love what i do like when you love what you do you don't do a day's work in your life and i do i absolutely love it like i made up this new recipe today and we went to uh, a supermarket retailer i won't mention the name and he said oh my god he was like so surprised he's never seen me before he's a new buyer he said oh my god these taste incredible i said well what did you expect so i think he expected some bland taste so he said these are better than my adult meals i said oh thank you so much uh, we are, we're talking of, of the supermarket stuff that you do as well what are they under what food so oh, it, Carmel, it just has my name but on there's it. an ak is there or is it just oh yes it has an ak in my logo it's an ak that's yeah. the first thing i see when i see them i just see yeah. this ak so i call it ak foods is it am i right i think they're not just doing phenomenal well. you feed like a million yeah we sell babe. millions millions I mean, millions, 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 and millions yeah i know you know so technically yeah, chilled you're, food you're, frozen food and ambient baby food are they, are they are they sourced are they organic I mean organic's a big word I mean, yeah. sometimes non-organic is better than some I mean it's weird it's a big subject uh, well now, actually but, there's but, a good it's a good question because I think under one people want organic food for their baby but over one the price of organic food is just so high that I don't do 
organic food for toddlers and to be honest it's it's absolutely but you do fine. some for babies because yeah. me and kate actually are going through this mini debate right now with little jj so kate will spend an enormous amount of time making food for little jj yes. right which is a, there's a lot right. being made do you um, get food made for you or not no i actually don't no, no, no. I so, I so, no, no. <laughs> so 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 there's, so there's there's a lot of food being made and i, I see products like yours and with phenomenal ingredients in already done already thought through the science is already thought through and they're organic and some of the meals are non-organic of course that we're making yes. so my argument is are you better off making fresh at home non-organic or actually getting something in a packet that's organic and my argument is actually you save a lot of time therefore you're happier with the baby because you've got a lot of time now this is right here so we're having this little bat so we've gone for a halfway house yes some so i think you know life is busy so people say like why do you make ready meals when you write all these cookery books well not everybody has time to cook and i want to make a ready meal that tastes like a healthy meal that you would cook at and home people don't. Time based is on my recipes commodity. so that anybody can have good food for their child because i find that a lot of the ready meals for children are very bland yeah and they're not particularly good quality and i wanted to change that i find that very important so you know but i mean you can get my recipes for free on my website you can get my app you can get my books you can choose but your what books you are beautiful do. your books are absolutely beautiful and they and they're not just in this country they've been translated into languages presumably but how many so we sell them about 30 countries and we have really? food in lots of different countries now too isn't it Australia as well? You do really well. From oh what I understand, I just had a little look at that. Oh, you I do like crazy in Australia. Happened. It's unbelievable. I get this phone call from like the number one frozen food company in Australia. We're thinking of developing a food range. Would you come and help us? I flew over there. We then spent a year and we we launched 33 products in Cole supermarkets in 1500 supermarkets wow. from day one. From day one. And now we're they in confidence. I'm literally in 2000 supermarkets in Australia and a household name in Australia. It's unbelievable. And it's funny, if you're listening to this in the UK and you think, I'm in Woolworths, it's very different in Australia. <laughs> Woolworths there is like Marks and It is like Marks yeah. Spencer's, but for those that don't know, the, those that are listening to that. So but I love going to Australia. You know, I love going on the plane. I love it because I it's love a box flight. sets. It's a no, long flight. but it's I nice. watched the whole of Marvelous Mrs. Maisel's. I didn't want to get off the plane. I love like that time when you can like feel not guilty watching a box yeah, set. Of course, it is. It's good that you've still got the passion for what you've done because presumably anybody who's in, I've been doing this for over twenty it's years, hard work. and I know the level of work that it, yeah. that it requires. To people just see an yeah. app or they just see a book or they just see whatever, but to produce those color books and they're color as well. There's so much beautiful photography. There's all the recipes. When you see a recipe, it's not just the recipe, just to happen to you have to uh, test it create, over and over again over and over well if you're good at what you do which yeah. you are you're phenomenal at what you, you do. do so you care about what you do yeah. so there you are so there you are so good job you're Not tired just that, as hell, i buy my you? meals every week and i try them and i make sure that they are as good as they were when they first came out because things change you've been doing it since 1991 if people are looking for a genuine i would say expert in this field and somebody who's done it and and tested it tried and tested so because i think i wasn't uh, 1991 i mean it wasn't until 1990 Six, I remember even running my first ever stop smoking clinic. I mean, even that seems like so. Like you were nineteen ninety one. How old were you then? Twelve. I know. Oh, you're so sweet. You're very, you're very lovely. I was twenty six, I think, at the time. So you're very sweet. Now I was born in the sixties. Um, but there, you, there you go. Late, albeit late. Um, but do you think you'll ever stop? I mean, there's forty five books in because people often say to me, they say, "Well, how can you do another?" No, juice I'm not book? stopping because my daughter's getting married, and hopefully she'll have a baby, and that'll be a whole new like. Oh, now I've got a baby of my own, kind of. Of my own, yeah. Also, I'm going to kidnap. Oh, you're She's already, you're already adopting. Yeah, already. And this baby is going to be like my baby. I'll be feeding this baby. This baby will have his own Instagram account. Like from oh. the moment it's born. Oh. So what's, but what's left? <laughs> it's to part do- of our contract. She works for me. It's part of our contract. She has a baby. Really? No, it's not. Yeah, I was going to say. Well, I believe anything. If you're on the gullible in dictionary, it's Jason. 
Um, but what's left to do? I mean, because there's so much. But what? What would be left? What, what's missing from the collection from that uh, from the Annabelle Carmel collection? What What would you say is missing at the moment? So the new baby comes along. Well, I'm writing say? another book called Weaning Made Simple, which is lo- a lovely book. It's coming out next year. Okay, with Bluebird, and I am actually developing a weaning course um for mums sort of videos and recipes and so like when they're breastfeeding they can actually like sit there and like take it all in and it is so confusing and i want to give them that like empowerment that they know that they're doing what my katie without question would have done that in fact that that is a missing link that is a beautiful i want to actually show them this is the size that you should cut your apple or your pear like you know because they think oh like should have to have the skin on and like uh, i mean there's so many questions i want to be able to answer and give people you know that confidence confidence it is confidence well, like we, just, we started a Facebook group and like everyone's talking to each other. I hardly ever go on it now because they, they, I love it that they talk to each other. They answer each other's questions. If a mum comes with a problem, all the other mums say, well, I did that and this is what happened to me and this is how it helped me. And it's amazing. Mums love listening to other mums and I want to get that going, you know, create a community. There, there are a few courses of yeah. course, you can go to physically. And, yeah. and learn about some of this stuff yeah. or whatever. But you're I mean, in your own home. You haven't got the time. Got the time and energy. And no. also, if you're in your own home and I'm watching you on my iPad, I'm I'm doing it with you at the same time. Yeah. And I've got my little bin lid. Sorry, that's Cockney for kid. So uh, I've, I forgot. I'm back in London. Lid. You see, recording this. All of a sudden, I've reverted <laughs> back. I'm from Peckham, South East London. So a little little bin lid. Uh, but I've got my child as so well. Gorgeous. There at the same time. But that's great. When's that come? When I think it will come out at the end of the year. Yeah, so, so yeah. it's probably January or something, 2020, yeah, really, depending really on when helpful. you're listening to this. And it's like all the knowledge that I've gained over the last like 26, 27 years and, and, and all the questions that people... Can you hear that? That's one yeah, of my dogs. Yeah, we can. We can hear the dogs. We literally live in a zoo here, by the way. How many dogs you got here? So I've got three dogs. I've got a Samoid who was dog-napped once. Really? Oh my God, that was awful. I got him back though. I've got an American Cocker Spaniel and a Golden Retriever. Is that the next thing on the... on the, That's it? You're moving away from baby food? Did you food? not see my going... April Fool's? No. Oh my I god, my April it. Fools was I literally designed an exact copy of my chilled ready meals, but for dog food. And I had a kennel on it, you know, instead of my people would love casting. it though. You and joke. Said, oh, here like, it is. We've got somebody coming over where, now to show it to me. Where can I get this and, from? And actually, oh my it god, you so must real. have spent ages, ages doing, doing this. I'm not being funny. That's wicked packaging. <laughs> like you would sign this off. If <laughs> I was so in Waitrose or anywhere, where Tesco's, can I get anywhere, this I'd from? And then I said I'm looking for models, and everyone was sending me pictures of their dogs for models. This oh, it's so cute. Yeah, but surely you must be tempted to do this. I would no, actually, I would actually love joke, to do that. And but a this of, is a great a friend idea. of mine does do dog food. She does ice cream for dogs. She does like liver ice cream. This is a they great. love it. See, maybe that's the next route. So I after, would love to do that because I love dogs. Well, there you go. And you got uh, any other animals in the in the house? Yes, I've got like a hundred fish. You've got a hundred fish. So I've got mouth feeders. In an aquarium. No, they're really interesting because when they're pregnant, they keep their babies in their mouth. They're called mouth breeders. So they can't eat when they're pregnant because when they open their mouth, the babies, they swim out. So they've got to keep their mouth shut until they've grown big enough. Not very nice being a fish and pregnant. No, I I was going to say, no, not not very good at all. So anybody pregnant, human, you're lucky. I, I don't, <laughs> don't think, complain. I don't think there's <laughs> At least a, you can eat. I don't think there's a book in that, is there? Isn't it? The, there's, there's only one. It's not technically a fish. And well, Alex here is doing the sound. We'll definitely know because he's like Google. Um, is a um, what well, the horse? Is it the not the horse fish? What am I thinking of? Seahorse. Sea yes, oh, the horse sea fish. Horse, I call it. Okay. Seahorse. Isn't it the male that carries the baby? Yes, it's very unusual that it's the only one. Yeah, so yeah. there you go. So, so just any pointing men out, out there, aren't you lucky you're not a seahorse? Just put well, <laughs> very lucky. Listen, if I was a seahorse, and I would think the they're vast majority though. of men, they're beautiful. there would be no children there be in children. the world. No, because but, uh, the, the, I think the, if men had children, there'd be only one one child families. 
Oh, no, there would be no child family. <laughs> what are you talking about? What child family? There, for in my case, there would be a no child family going with, without any any question. Little JJ, and Aww. so he's just coming into want. What would you say if you were speaking to Katie? And I said, all right, Katie, look, have the confidence. Weed him, weed him off the milk. He'll be all right. And I know there's provisors She's breastfeeding now. He's nearly She's breastfeeding yeah. as in just morning and night, yeah. but actually having food all day long. Okay. But that's right. If, she, if she enjoys and that and, and, he, and he enjoys it. I want to point it. out, he's got plenty of iron and fatty acids. Just pointing that out. Okay. I think do what you feel is right, right and what makes you feel happy. If she wants to continue breastfeeding, I wouldn't stop her doing it. You know, I mean, if, she, if it fits in with her lifestyle. Right, first a lot of people can't do that because okay. they've got to get back to work. Two questions. Right. Um, what would be the meal? If you said, right, the first meal to try, coming coming off uh, off milk, what would you say? That's my number one. Give that to the oh, little fella. What one of my favourite things yeah. for a toddler? There's no, for a baby. First of all, we're going to go on toddler in a minute. Okay. Baby, first of all, six months of milk. Gone, oh, I've had enough oh, of okay. this. Okay. I want something more. What can I have? And you are going for, what is it? I think that they really like sweet tasting root vegetables. And I like to bake them in the oven because that makes them even slightly sweeter. So okay. butternut squash, sweet potato. I know a lot of people say you've got to start with green vegetables, but let's face it, it's quite difficult to wean some babies. And they don't always take to food very well because milk comes in a steady stream and sucking is a natural reflex. Yeah, but course. swallowing and getting food from the front of the mouth to the back of the mouth is difficult enough. And then you try and give them broccoli and they're like, no, I we, don't we like were, broccoli. We so lucky. JJ loves a bit of broccoli. Yeah, but I not for the I first, hate it. I'll the be honest. The very first broccoli. food, I think, should be something that you think they're going to like. So I would rather start with the sweet tasting vegetables. Sounds sensible. And then you can give them the broccoli. So when you bake the veggies, so you've got your sweet tasting yeah. veggies in there, would you bung a parsnip in for good measure? Yeah, parsnip's Why good. Not? Uh, yeah, I can do sweet potato, well. parsnip, you can do a bit of apple, and then you can do sweet potato and broccoli. So you put it in the oven, come out, and then what, what are you doing with it now? Are you, are you pureeing it? What are yeah, you doing? so the great thing about Sticking a butternut squash in the oven is you only have to cut it in half. You do not be wanting to peel a butternut squash. No. It's like, honestly, you'll be in A&E in no time with the knife coming through your hand. So that's a good thing about baking things in the oven. You just scoop out the seeds, brush it with oil, put it cut side down on some foil, and you bake it for like 45 to 50 minutes. And you can go away and do whatever you want. Then you scoop it out and you just literally puree it. Put a breast milk, a bit of your formula milk with it. Perfect food for your baby. It's, it's delicious. That's a good first food. You see, that's, that's the, and toddler. So I've got my little toddler yeah. just about, there he is. He's about to toddle. And yeah. Think, right, what am I well, gonna... they like to eat with the hands. So I did yeah. something in my okay. complete baby and toddler meal planner. Okay. That's my complete... first book. Okay. So I make these chicken and apple balls. Now they came from my son who would not eat chicken, okay. but he loved apples. And I was like, why will he not eat chicken? I disguised it in so many different ways. And then I thought I'm going to make these little chicken balls and I'm going to put the apple he likes in them a little bit. So I made them with chicken and onion and breadcrumbs and apples and all sorts of lovely things and some fresh thyme. Made them into tiny balls, baked them in the oven. Then you have quite a few and you can freeze them so it's like bulk cooking. He loved them and we still make them. They're amazing. And I do salmon and quinoa balls and meatballs and all these See, the salmon and quinoa balls. I mean, so that's the one I think I'm going to, that's going to be the JJ. Salmon and, and quinoa. quinoa. They're yummy. That's in my baby led weaning recipe book. Right. That's right. That's, I'll give you a copy of that. That's it. We are definitely it's really making good. those. And it, makes, it makes good food. It makes good food for the whole family. It's so yummy. Now, I don't know whether you advise children to juice or not. I mean, obviously there's, I mean, we obviously haven't given JJ any juices yet. We feel he's far too young. Yeah. We feel it's far too concentrated. For me, the reason why I got into juicing was because I hate vegetables. Genuinely, even to this day, I hate them. And my mum tried to disguise as okay. you did, but she would do like, like cauliflower cheese is one of those things now that I really detest because like you can't disguise cauliflower with cheese. Nothing could disguise cauliflower. It's the filthiest 
oh, food ever. I hate it. Some I people actually love it. Quite, I, I roast cauliflower in the oven and I put vinegar no, on it. I'm sure so your good. way. I love it. I'm now going to follow so your way. Listen, I need to catch I up. I could get you to eat cauliflower. I was going to say, I think I need to follow. That's fo- a challenge. I, listen, I'm a child inside as we all are. I think I'm going to just pretend I'm, I'm a small again <laughs> and start these these recipes. Um, but people have asked me to do a book like Juicing for Kids and this, that and yeah. the other. And, they, and do you feel there comes a point where actually if they're really not eating some really good stuff, then drinking it is a solution for some, do you think? Um, very young babies. They need proper food. They need fibre. They need all these things in it. And if you juice them, it's not really right for them. But if you gave them blends, because there is fibre and everything in them, everything is in a blend. It's like a puree. What's the difference between a puree also, and a blend? Also, kind of, you, you want to dilute juices a bit for kids because of their teeth Absolutely, as well. they, they have yeah. to be diluted. I mean, but the yeah. good thing about a juice, but it's the same with a fruit, really, is that you get that vitamin C, which is really important for absorbing yeah. iron. So in I that mean, respect, We're, we're very lucky. I mean, JJ eats all this stuff, so we have no desire, no need to yeah to give him a smoothie or a juice because actually he eats all the stuff yeah so you just think, so my only concern would be if somebody's really if they're really because because I think everything in moderation is okay I mean there's nothing wrong with the occasional smoothie I mean that's okay it's like when you do these things to excess I mean suddenly like smoothies will come oh you can't have smoothies they're really bad for you and like there was this thing where like a banana has seven teaspoons of sugar in it I'm like what can yeah, you eat no but it's yeah, ridiculous but at least different kind of sugars don't get me started like, on everything that. has to be in moderation yeah but also it's not the same sugar as well and this no, is why like, all exactly. these educating it becomes very silly doesn't it banana to me is the best fuel it's portable it comes fuel in this handy packaging it, well, it's this perfect when, when, especially when adults say they, they can't eat healthy and you think well here's a oh, I do this new thing it's a banana ice cream so all you have to oh, do is you on, peel yeah. your banana yeah. you cut it into slices yeah. right and then you put it on a tray and you freeze it for two hours yeah. then you put it into a blender it's the yeah. easiest thing to do and you whiz it and it becomes like banana ice cream and you put in a tablespoon or two of t- peanut butter yeah nice and you give it to your baby Beautiful. Oh my god, they love it. Well, we've got to do, well, funny they enough, love you, it. well, you can make uh, on a good cold press juicer yeah. with a homogenizer. Yeah, it makes it makes banana ice cream. So we so do exactly nice. the same do banana treat. So, so you freeze your we freeze banana. the banana. We take it out. We leave it out for about ten minutes, and Tiny then we put it through. Same with frozen berries. It makes we found a wonderful ice cream. The biggest hit that we have really with kids and ice cream is when we mix our homemade lemonade. So you get okay. you get two apples um, with a third of a lemon with the rind on. You just juice that, and it tastes like lemonade. Then in, you could put that in an ice lolly. Or whatever, they, but if you mix it with the banana ice cream, yeah, and then so blend yummy. it up, you've got this lemonade kind of sorbet yeah. kind of thing so going on. The apple, you juice the, the apples and the lemon, the lemon rind, you juice the rind as well. Okay, you juice all of it that. It doesn't become sour. No, oh, it's it on it tastes. Yeah. Do you remember sherbet dip there with the yeah. licorice? Oh my god, yeah, it, it is identical. I do, but it always got stuck because it, that yeah. hole was stuck <laughs> together. Was. No yeah. one, only you and I would know that because we're old enough to know it. You talk, no one, no, no one's gonna no know one what knows sherbet dip. Listen, my demographic does trust me on that. Basically, People listening when no, I it, it's a licorice straw that had a hole in the middle, but after yes. you sucked it, the, the hole just seized the up. The hole seized up. And then you, you want to get to the sherbet and you can't. And, and you like, can't get to it. you're trying to get out the whole thing explodes. So nobody you. will know what I'm talking about, the taste of it. But if you ever tasted lemonade... <laughs> it's it, fantastic. You would have thought the two whole apples and a third of a lemon yeah, would taste exactly good. the same as lemonade. Yeah. But you can put it in a ice lolly and everything else. But look, yeah. Banana and strawberries together is good as well. Frozen banana and strawberries. so much so stuff things. you can do. Like you said, there's so much. Yeah. Listen, I can't uh, thank you enough for being on this podcast. Uh, there's there's so much more to learn. Hopefully you're rushing out immediately. You're downloading the app, even though it will beat my apps now, but it doesn't matter. <laughs> uh, but you're downloading the apps. You're And it depends on when you listen to this, because of course this stays in, in Cyberland forever. So actually, your course may may already be at the cyber course, which I think is fantastic. I think that's the that's the one for me. And also, like the good quality products that you've got in all the supermarkets, and the fact that you've been doing this since 1991, you are without question the the leader in this field by a long, long, long way. And I I, I love you still putting the power 
in the parents' hands. You're not telling anybody no. what to do. I love I'm that. I'm not didactic either. I'm not like, you know, I don't say this is what you have to do. Like, you can choose what you want to do. The, you can feed your baby at this age or this age, and you can do baby led weaning, or you can do a mixture, or you can do purees, whichever suits you. It's none of it's wrong. There is no right or wrong way. I'm just telling you that a few things that are really important to realize is don't just give fruit and vegetables. Do give like red meat or something containing iron. Do give essential fatty acids. Remember the baby's tummies are small. They need good nutrients. And so just be aware of that. And once you've got all that information, then you feel like, okay, I've got the confidence to do it myself. And a lot of people just turn to jars or pouches because they think somehow they're better than what they can make at home, but they're not because they're treated with heat that destroys a lot of the vitamins. Absolutely, they do. You need like, well, we talk about that with juices. If you have a cooked juice, which is a pasteurised juice, then obviously it's 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 completely different to when you make a fresh juice at home. What you make yourself will always be the best. Yeah, of course, it always is best. Well, listen, thank you. Although, I tell you what's strange is like frozen is so good. Berries, I would say frozen berries, they get picked when they're ripe. Frozen peas, very good. They get picked when they're ripe and they're they're the best. Well, all that that kind of information can be found in your 45 books. (laughs) Well, thank you very much. I've learned a lot and I'm sure and I'm going to go home and obviously play this to Katie as well (laughs) um, for our little JJ. It's been Animal Carvel, everyone. Come on, people. Animal Carvel. 